Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Whatever's going on in your day that's got you stressed out or even that's just taking up your time, just let it go. You don't need to focus and deal with everything right now. Just give yourself some time, give yourself some opportunity for the Lord to make himself real to you right now. And not just himself, but what is going on around you right now. In the spirit realm, the supernatural realm, and the natural realm. Everything doesn't stand still because you aren't aware of it. The supernatural realm is always active. The spiritual realm is always active. Just as the natural realm is always active, even if you aren't aware of it. When you go to sleep, the world doesn't stop. Just because you're not aware of it. Now, we can become easily intimidated by learning about the supernatural realm and the spiritual realm. It would not be surprising for that to happen. We are conditioned, our soul conditions our mind to understand, to control through that understanding. And that's really what your soul, your mind is looking for. Stability and control tied together. When we have an understanding of things, we think we have control. And that control gives us the stability that then gives us a false sense of peace and a false rest and a false joy. That as soon as that stability is shaken, we lose that joy, that rest, that control. Because it's not built on the truth that never changes. It's built on what we think we know. So if we come to understanding God and what he's teaching us just in general, if we can come to that process, embracing the idea that we don't know two things are going to happen at least. One is we will more quickly rely, learn to rely on God for stability and confidence and the peace and the rest, everything we need. But also we're more likely to receive an accurate 
knowledge and understanding of what's going on in the spiritual, natural, and supernatural. Otherwise, we're bringing preconceived ideas, filters. Now, that's really hard, if not impossible, to avoid that. But we don't want to settle for that. So when we think about the supernatural realm, let's just say, let's just for right now, just say demons and angels. The, 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 the reality, the realm in which they dwell, in which they live and move and have their being in the supernatural realm. When we come to learning about those beings, about demons and angels, and about the supernatural realm, there's going to be various expectations or filters that we use. There are things that we think we know, or we're pretty sure we know, about angels and demons. Then there's things that we think we know that are wrong. Then there's things that we know we don't know. Then there's things that we don't know that we don't know. The unknown. If we can come to what God is teaching us, not just in learning about the supernatural but pretty much any area where he might be drawing you into, if you can come to that acceptance that there are things that you do know that are accurate, there are things that you think you know that are not accurate, there are things that you know you don't know, and then there are things that you don't know that you don't know the unknown. Any area where he wants to teach you, if we can understand and grasp, what that does is it releases us from bringing in our own preconceived notions, our own assumptions. And it also gives God an opportunity to put his finger on our false beliefs. the lies that we believe, the half-truths, the things that we believe that don't give life, that can even hinder from heal, from being healed, from moving forward, from receiving life. What we believe does matter. Where we get what we believe matters more. It's more important to hear God in the, in, through a glass darkly than to have confidence that you know what you know what you know based on somebody else teaching it to you. A little bit of God going to have more life than all the truths man thinks he knows. 
Now, one of the things, hopefully, that this does is it takes the pressure off because it is up to God himself, however he chooses, to teach us, to provide the truth, to lead us and guide us. And that if he's not putting his finger on something, then we don't need to worry about it. Even if somebody else does, starts putting their finger on it, being critical or comparative, we can say, look, fine, whatever. Thank you for thinking of me. But we can pay attention to God. We can pay attention to the one who loves us and gives himself to us and pours out eternal life into us every moment of every day. He proves his trustworthiness by experience. He does not expect us to know that unknown without his help. Or any of these other truths, he does not expect us to know them without him. We have a tendency, when God gives us a, a, a test, and there are, you know, fill in the blanks, we have a tendency to just put something in there, to figure it out, rather than wait for God to teach us what goes in that blank. We think we know everything. Or at least we think we know some things. And really we know very little. Because true knowledge is by experience. You can know what it, how a plane works, how the lift and drag and speed all play a part in keeping it aloft. You can know the, how it's constructed, how much it costs to build, who is flying it. But until you get in that plane and fly in it, you've not experienced flying in an airplane. So many other different examples. Knowing God. You can't describe what knowing him is like until you've experienced knowing him, where he reveals himself to you And you see yourself and experience your spirit responding, receiving, absorbing, reflecting back, being one in and with. We have this idea that by saying we are one with God in our spirit, that's presumptuous or sacrilegious, or offensive to God, when this is exactly what his whole purpose has been leading up to through the resurrection, that we would be one in him and with him, and that we would be one spirit, soul, and body ourselves. This is what he wants. How can 
doing and participating with him to achieve what he wants, how can that be anything other than glorious and honoring and enjoyable and pleasant? Maybe not easy, maybe not always fun, maybe hard even, maybe easy to misunderstand. When we grasp the simplicity of what God's purpose for us is, to know him on his terms, everything else can fall away. And that might be part of our challenge, is that we don't want it to fall away, because then we have nothing to hide behind. We have nothing to occupy our time. We have nothing to point to as our own accomplishments, or our own glory, our own anointing, our own purpose. So we come back, do we want to achieve our purpose or do we want to achieve God's purpose? Now, we talked about many times that God gives us projects to accomplish his purpose. And he wants us to take those projects seriously. One of those projects is to learn about and participate in the supernatural realm. God made you to do that made every single one of us, every human with a soul, which is kind of that the definition, is made and meant to participate and have authority, whether you're born again or not, have authority with the supernatural and the natural realms. Now, if you're born again, you also have authority over the supernatural realm. God made you that way. This is your your birthright. And it doesn't really... There's things that God wants to teach you about that will only come out through talking to him and understanding his purpose for you in this area. And that's true with any area. That's also why we want to make sure that we Ask him, Lord, is this the area that you want to be talking to me about right now? That's important to you. And again, he may say no. But a lot of times he's going to say yes. So when you come to the supernatural realm, Lord, teach me about what's going on. Teach me about how my senses work, how my solical hearing works, my solical eyes. How do I perceive in the supernatural realm? you'll start dealing and finding out what your issues are. Maybe, again, we've talked about fear. Maybe control issues. You may feel like you're going to make mistakes. You start finding out what you really think about God. Is he reliable? Can you trust him? Is he going to put you in a situation that you're going to be embarrassed, where you're going to get hurt, where somebody else you love, for instance, is going to get hurt? Can you trust God? This is a great place to start because we all have a, tr- have a problem trusting God. There are so, so few of us who've had, for instance, good parents 
to show the example of this is what a trustworthy parent looks like, someone who has earned your trust through experience. We get let, instead we get let down. We feel insecure. Our needs aren't met. God wants to prove himself. And when we, again, accept this is his purpose, this is what he wants for us, we can start building that confidence that he's not going to leave you high and dry. He's not going to leave you without recourse, without knowing what to do. And do remember, we learn most through our mistakes, not doing things the right way. And do we get hurt? Do others get hurt? Maybe. But for instance, if someone else gets hurt, what, and whether it's emotionally by you saying something or a weird experience that, that is embarrassing, whatever, you can rest assured that God is using it for that other person. And you have the wonderful opportunity to be used by God to affect another person as God chooses. Now, we don't need to dwell on that because, again, we're trusting on him. We don't need to be so circumspect where we're going, okay, well, God, you need to explain to me why you did this or else I'm not going to accept that it's from you. Or another one is, I need to see where this is in the Bible, in the King James Version, in the New Testament, before I'll accept that this is from you. And he just comes back and says, there's not enough books that could be written that could even describe what I've done and said while I was here on this earth. let alone before and after. I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has waiting for those who love him and those who wait for him. We cannot imagine what God has waiting for us. And instead of imagining, God wants to just take us there. Follow that yellow brick road to wherever he's leading. This is why he gives us a hunger and a thirst and a desire and an interest. And if it's for for the supernatural, there's some, again, some specific things that most often come out. And that's fear. We come up against what we've been taught, our beliefs. We come up against our confidence that God will protect us and those we love. We are afraid of being hurt. We are afraid of failing. We're afraid of being overpowered and used and deceived. And God, that's... and, and. 
believe it or not, that we have all those stresses on our plate. Because when they come up and face the light of day, God speaks his truth. Not just into our soul, not just into our mind, our will, and our emotions, but reconnects our spirit and our soul with his living truth. This is why he describes himself merely as I am. Because trying to go beyond is limiting. You and I, as Christians, there's so much more to the lives that God wants us to live now. And he's always looking for ways for each one of us that he wants to entice us into himself. Remember, he's the only one who meets our needs. Only he can fill the needs, heal the wounds, provide whatever it is we need, the, the love, the joy, the acceptance, the value. Only God can provide that. Now, he puts people in our lives to do, to achieve certain things in our lives, but it's not a those they're not what they provide is not that connector that reuniting between the spirit and the soul only god can do that you can't even do it you cannot fix yourself you cannot fix your soul you cannot try harder no one can try hard enough to bring unity between your spirit and soul. So this is where the rest comes in. Okay, Lord, what's going on here? Is there anything you want to talk to me about? And then just enjoy being with him. Lord, if I'm not hearing from you, I'm just going to assume that everything is cool. And I'm just going to enjoy being with you. And then just realize he's with you and enjoy it. Whether he reveals himself in any way, shape, or form or not, that's not the issue. Because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know the changes he is making in you, the freedom he is bringing, the wounds that he's healing. You just don't know. Sometimes he reveals those to us, which is great. And we want to take value them and say thank you and appreciate them and and sometimes share them with others but he is under no obligation to explain himself he doesn't need to tell us this is why I'm taking you this pathway he's a really 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 big God he doesn't need your help He doesn't need the church. He doesn't need his anointed. 
doesn't need anybody or anything. Anything he wants to do, he is fully capable of doing without our knowledge. He's done it before, he'll do it again. But he wants us, because of his nature, he wants us to participate, to enjoy, to share with what he's already doing. Not Again, not that he won't do it without us. But he wants to share his joy with us. And so as he puts us in these experiences, he gives us these are great opportunities to learn how to test what we hear and what we experience. Lord, am I interpreting this right? This is the experience. This is what I saw. This is what I am coming away with. Is that accurate? Even learning how to ask the right questions. And I suggest you write things down, journal, keep an eye, you know, keep keep become aware of your own language, your own thoughts, how you approach your experiences. Is it that you're so concerned about understanding that you can't live in the moment and enjoy the experience and just be there? And then there's going to be times when, no, I do want you to pay attention, is teaching us. And then we can encourage one another through these experiences. But they're still going to be based on what God wants to share for each one of us as individuals in the place and the position we are at any given time. We're learning. Our life here is learning how he does things, his ways. And releasing our need to control and understand is a big part of being then free and available to accept living truth, which gives us another great reason to desire to learn about the supernatural realm and have supernatural experiences. Because most of us, it is so foreign to us. So we have an easier time saying, I don't understand this, Lord, teach me. If it's an area where we're confident in, oh, I know how to do this, I know how to pray for people for healing, for instance, we have a tendency to not be as reliant on God because we know how to do this. So we bring our own preconceptions, our own ideas. This is how I'm going to pray. This is what I'm going to say. This is what's going to happen. This is how God is going to show up. This is how it's going to, they're going to respond. And what if that's not what happens at all? That's not what God wants to happen. That's not, say God didn't even want to heal that person. He's a personal God on a moment-by-moment basis. And when we come to whatever it is he's doing with a clean slate and let him write on it what he wants to do, give us homework that he wants us to work on, bring us into situations that are right for us, 
whether they're jam-packed or very simplistic. And do remember that most of the time, there's so much going on in you that God is doing that you are not aware of. He's hiding it from you because he doesn't want you to interfere. And then at the very end, like in an iceberg, you only see the very top part of it. That's when God invites us to participate in the final actions and the final activities, the final healing or revealing or truth-telling where we can enjoy the crossing the finish line with God, achieving what he wants to achieve with him, having run the race with him, whether we realized it or not. His ways are not our ways. Trying to compare how he does things with how we do things or even how we think he does, we're always going to fall short because it's by experience. So we will pick it up again here the same time next week. If you've got any questions, drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org. Visit my website. You can use the contact page there as well or through Blog Talk Radio. I'm always great to hear from you for feedback or questions. That's something I really enjoy, so feel free to do that. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Brainers Radio. Have a great night.